0: Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 171, Worship Like There's Nobody Watching. So a few years ago, I happened upon a very short little poem that has been turned into at least one song, if not more. And the short little poem is by William W. Perky. It's You've Gotta Dance Like There's Nobody Watching, Love like you'll never be hurt. Sing like there's nobody listening and live like it's heaven on earth. There's a lot we could get into and talk about when it comes to those words, but that's not the point of today's podcast. It was just as I was thinking about King David of Israel so we've been walking our way through 1st and 2nd Samuel for quite some time now and as I was thinking about this particular story in King David's life in 2nd Samuel 6 12 through 23 he worshiped like there was nobody watching and I want you to think about your own life. What does your worship look like? When you think about the word worship, what comes to mind? For many people, the very first thing that's going to come to mind is music. In the modern church, we so often equate a time of worship to the musical part of a worship service. And that's not all worship is, not even close. Music can be a conduit. It can be a part of worship, whether it be that you write a song or you sing a song that someone else wrote, or you play music, that can be an act of worship. But worship is about the posture of your heart. It's those times in your life where your heart is humbled And you are facing heavenward and praising God for who he is, thanking him for all he's done. That's worship. And in today's podcast, we're going to see David worship in a bit of a different way than we usually think of worship. And we're going to see someone close to him who disapproves big time of his manner of worship. But so that we don't put David on too much of a pedestal, we will also see David struggling with pride. We don't know that he had pride in worship, but he definitely reacts to his wife, Michael, who is the daughter of former King Saul. He definitely reacts to her with prideful statements. So how about we jump into this? So join me in 2 Samuel 6, 12 through 23. David has been named King of Israel. We've spent the last couple of weeks talking about David's want to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem so that the Lord would be the center of Israelite life. We saw two weeks ago how he didn't prepare physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, And he didn't lead the people. And it didn't go well. And we talked about how to approach the holy. And then last week we talked about how to do it right. Whenever you are going on a God assignment, which that could be 24-7 any time of your life, if you love the Lord if you're going on a God assignment, you need to be spiritually prepared. And that is such an incredible reminder for me right now because I'm getting ready to embark upon a trip. And I have no idea how many hundreds of God assignments that God may place in my path from the time I get to the airport, maybe even before, maybe even my Uber driver. Will I be ready for those assignments? Will I be prayed up and spiritually prepared? How about you? And so David, he got his act together. He helped to lead the Israelites. He took three months to figure it out. And so they're bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, which is the city of David. And we see this really interesting entrance starting in verse 16 but as the ark of the lord entered the city of david michael the daughter of saul looked down from her window when she saw king david leaping and dancing before the lord she was filled with contempt for him is there anything wrong with leaping and dancing before the lord not if someone's heart is in a position of worship. And do notice that it says before the Lord. David was intentional. David was celebrating the fact that God was coming to stay with his people and that God had blessed David with the fulfillment of the promise. David was just overjoyed and he was overwhelmed and it poured out, in this case... Not in song lyrics, as it so often does in the book of Psalms, but in him dancing around. Him just not caring who was seeing his worship to the Lord. It will continue. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in place inside the special tent. David had prepared for it, and David sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. When he had finished his sacrifices, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Then he gave to every Israelite man and woman in the crowd a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins. Then all the people returned to their homes When David returned home to bless his own family, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said in disgust, How distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father, and all his family. He appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord, so I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. There's a whole lot to unpack there in that short amount of verses. So it would appear that David truly was worshiping the Lord through his actions and attitude as he helped to bring the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. And David is not at that point caring who is watching. He is all about lifting up praise to God. But Michael sees it totally differently. So David appears to be totally focused on God. And Michael is totally focused. On David and not in a, oh, I love that man and how he worships the Lord. I don't know how many females I have on this podcast today, but like, what would it be like to see the man you love fully surrendered in worship to the Lord? I'm just thinking of the millions probably of ladies who love Jesus who would give anything in the world to see their man all out worshiping the Lord. But that wasn't Michael's thought. Michael thought that David, because he was kind of scantily dressed by the time he made it into Jerusalem because of the clothing he had on. She thought he was doing a dance for the, the servant girls. And now that I think about it, it is kind of an interesting point because you got to remember here David is. He has taken multiple other wives as well as lesser wives, otherwise known as concubines. So he has been the flirty guy. But that wasn't what he was doing in this situation. But Michael, that's how she perceived it. It's just, it's sad all the way around. After you get past the point that David was full out worshiping the Lord, that part's not sad. That part is joyous. And that's the part that I would like us to take as our example. But Michael and her attitude and her perception. But then look at David's reply. So how many times have we done something so similar? Where we've had a worship experience with the Lord and our hearts are truly just overwhelmed. But then someone in our family, someone in our friend group says something and we immediately jump from time in the spirit to a fleshly response. And that's what we see out of David. I mean, the part, yes, I'm willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. Hallelujah to not worry about how others perceive your worship. But it's the next phrase that just hurts my heart. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. And let's look at the ESV. It says, but by the female servants of whom you have spoken, By them I shall be held in honor. He was sarcastic. He gave her a sarcastic reply. And we all can fall into that trap. We like to live a life of worship 24-7. We're not going to achieve that until we get to heaven. We're going to have ups and downs just like David. Where we have maybe a great Bible study. And we come out on cloud nine. And somebody gives us a look. Or they give us a bit of lip. Or whatever it may be. And we immediately go from living in the spirit to living in the flesh. So I want you to think about the whole idea of worship like there's nobody watching. When is the last time that your worship of the Lord would have been something that would have caught anyone's attention? That That is not to mean that we are to be showy in our worship. That's not what it means at all. But I want you to think about your heart. When's the last time you truly worshipped? I don't mean sat in a church service and sang songs. I mean truly worshipped the Lord. As I'm sitting here, certain song lyrics do come to my mind. And they're not in the public domain, so I'm not going to sing them out, even though I am so very tempted. But one of the ways that I do personally worship is through the singing of songs. Sometimes they just come spontaneously out of me. Sometimes my hands are raised. I had the most unusual experience a few years ago where I had someone who must have been observing me in worship, in public worship. They were wanting their loved one to feel less restrained in worship and they were hoping that my manner of worship would help them to be able to not be concerned about what others were thinking. That was one very interesting conversation what was even odder is the person they were concerned about went to be with the Lord not that long afterward, and and he really knows how to worship. Like we won't understand this side of heaven. So my weekly assignment feature is I'm asking you to set aside at least thirty minutes. To devote yourself to focused worship of the Lord. What might that look like? Well, that's up to you. But let's think about some ideas. You might want to start with a worship song that's especially dear to you. One that, whether you sing along or you just meditate on the words... It would still be a place for you to begin. The lyrics that are keep flying through my mind, and I will just speak them, but it's the song, I worship you, almighty God, there is none like you. And I get emotional just thinking about them. So your time of worship may have some songs. Your time of worship may also have some written songs, such as in the book of Psalms. So Psalm 149, there are many, many psalms of praise in the book of Psalms. And this one happens to be written by who? King David. Thank you very much. The man who publicly worshipped wrote many, many songs to be sung in the public worship. And I want to just read down through the lyrics with you. And if you wouldn't mind, just allow yourself, wherever you may be, just allow yourself to be in a posture of worship where you humbly exalt the Lord, you thank Him for His benefits. You praise Him for who He is. So join me in Psalm 145. The Psalmist David says, I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure His greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all His creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything He does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on Him. Yes, to all who call on Him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love Him but destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. And so if you wanted to use a psalm like this in worship, you might just pause after when you come upon a section that really grabs hold of your heart. And you may just want to stop and thank him that he does shower his compassion on all of his creation. And maybe pray in the midst of that, to pray that those around you who do not know him would understand that the compassion that they are receiving comes from him and that they will turn to him. There are so many ways to prepare our hearts for worship we can also take some moments and just sit in silence. And that means no devices, you know, no texting, no tweeting, no WhatsApping, whatever it may be, to just sit and listen to the Lord's voice. If I were outside my house right now, and I were to do a time of worship, I may very well be listening to the sound of God's creation, because outside my window, even though the windows are closed, I can hear birds having a conversation. I'm one of those people that nature helps me to focus on the Lord. It's always been that way, and I expect it always will be. And so sometimes in order to worship the Lord, we need to get away. That may mean for three days out of town and have a retreat, or it may mean a half a day at the lake on your own, not out there with a bunch of people, but a half a day on the lake where you just... Take in his creation and thank him for anything and everything that he brings to your mind. Sometimes I think we get so used to the thoughts of worship being in church that we forget that as the temples of the Holy Spirit, we can worship the Lord wherever our body goes. When we are on a walk, when we are out in an event, like we can take moments or we can take sections of time and just focus on him. Because if we truly focus on him, the posture of worship should come naturally. Because when we focus on him and we see who he is, we will be reminded of who we are. And as sinful human beings, who he has chosen to save by his Holy Spirit, worship should come naturally from our hearts. So if you are one of those that has difficulty with being expressive in your worship, especially when you're in public. I want to remind you of the little phrase from a contemporary Christian song from many years ago. You need to remember that you are worshiping to the audience of one and not worry about what your sister thinks. What the lady in the pew behind you thinks. Focus on the one who is worthy. Because if you are a follower of Christ, you're going to spend eternity worshiping him. Let's practice well now thank you so much for tuning in remember this podcast is free for you to share free for you to listen to you can see the show notes down below and in that you will find the link to the hidden episodes the first i think it's 50 episodes when we were named a country girl in a city world loving jesus if you have any questions, you can reach me at Jesus at gmail.com. You can reach out and join our Facebook group at Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. And how about you take some time and truly set aside at least 30 minutes this upcoming week and just spend time focusing on the Lord. I can pretty much guarantee you the worship will come. Look online. Look up the names of God. El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh. And look at at what his names mean. Look at his attributes. Type in attributes of God and pull up a list of all the things he's all-knowing. He's all-loving. He's Everywhere. He's all powerful. When you focus on who He is, worship should be just an automatic response. So thank you, and remember it's always a trust and obey kind of day.